Today's anecdotal experience is sponsored by the 2016 Honda Accord. Owning anything more ostentatious than a fresh off the lot Accord is just overcompensating for an insecurity. I got hungry and spent the Applebee's gift cards. Just kidding. I got you bad. They're right here. So like the Facebook page, you cretins. Thanks for coming back to the Anecdotal Experience Podcast. It's great to have you. I'm back. I'm not done. I haven't quit. Still do the podcast. You probably didn't believe in me. You thought I would have quit by now. I'm back. Today we have Zach Powers on the podcast. Zach talks about being in a band, much akin to Dan Remington and I, if you want to listen to that episode, Humility and Marketing. We were miserable. We had times of complete misery. Awful experiences. Sometimes... What actually happens, in reality, isn't what you envisioned when you were fantasizing about it months earlier. Sometimes the fantasy and looking forward to something is better than the event itself. Also, sometimes the event is better in retrospect. Even the miserable, terrible time is better in retrospect. It's weird. You've been there. You've looked back fondly on miserable experiences. Like the Facebook page, guys. Zach Powers. There's a theme to this day, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're going to tell us about the two most miserable times of yeah. your life. Well, there's yeah. Yeah, tell us about the first one. Get us to the get us to that good part. Can we we talked about this before, like defining like misery first yeah go for it is that like misery is different than like pain or being bummed out misery takes like time yeah it it has to be like prolonged prolonged and i think it has to be self-inflicted a little bit i think that's true like misery that's what makes you miserable is that it's self-inflicted yeah that's a good point i that's how i i mean that's not the rule but that's how I think of it. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, no, I think I'm thinking about it almost. It's like almost a trapped feeling in a way. Yep. In my in my I'll just briefly say my thing. Mine was I played first. All right. I played soccer in college. I I was self-inflicted. I like signed up to play. I tried to play. I got a try on everything. And when I was doing it, it was the most miserable I've ever been getting into it. I hated it, and it's that waking up every day knowing that you now it's not gonna have, get any better. Yeah, you have to. But it's also I could quit at any time, but I'm not. I'm not quitting. I should be quitting. I hate my life. Yep. Yeah, and it was. You're right. And then when I think of a miserable time in my life, that was it, and I brought it upon myself. I chose it's that life. How, it's always how it is. Yeah. Because if someone else is like making you terrible. It's almost like, I don't know, I don't think of it the same way. I think of it as like, when they're doing it to you, there's part of you that's like, well, f- fuck them. Like, I'll, I'll just get out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you're like, actively... when, it, when you're in your own head, yeah. it gets way worse. Because you can't escape. Correct. What's, so what's your, uh, so like, what, how did you bring this upon yourself? Okay, so I guess for this, you have to think that like, okay, this is 2012, I'm in college. I'm in a touring band. Okay. I was in this band, Dead North. I think it still exists, technically. It's okay. not like we're all like, whatever, fuck these guys. No. We were touring, and like we had been touring 
for a while now. Like we're obviously all in college, but you know what it is. Like you summer breaks, winter yeah, breaks, things it. like that. Yeah. Like you book Weekends tours, and stuff, yeah. You, yeah, you book tours, you get in the van, you load it up, and like you don't expect to make money, but you expect to make enough that you can like all right, at least like make it going. So we were on this tour, and it was like a it was like a big one. It was like New Hampshire all the way down to San Antonio, Texas, and then like up to Iowa, and then back. So it was Dang. like this was a haul. Are these gonna be? bad shows because i've booked shows like yeah. that where you're just calling random places that uh-huh. was a hardcore band no well our, we were in like a punk band okay we whatever like, like a pop it's all punk the same. band you, yeah it's the same it's the same scene you're calling yeah. random places are you planning on getting money at these shows i want to know the level you're at we were at the level it's like okay we could we would play like a punk festivals every now and then you know what i mean okay like, not nothing crazy like we were just kind of floating in the middle are like, you getting money get, from these shows yeah are every, you selling merch but yeah so there's potential to like there's make potential money to make and money. have fun and spread the name of dead north yeah okay and like we would go to cities and there would be people there who were like into our band and we're like cool like make some money yeah this the situation that happened this time is that we let someone else book like the first we were on a tour with another band they were called billy ray god okay and we let them book like a string of shows and I swear to God, it was like Memphis to uh, like Nashville, maybe like four or five shows in a row that were like no one there. Okay. Not making any money, which is what I, you're like, okay, I'm not going to make money. That's not why I'm doing this. I'm you're doing, doing it get for out. what reason? I'm doing it to like go travel the country and like play music for the experience. Friends. Exactly. That's maybe the whole point. Maybe make enough money to cover the cost. Exactly. Okay. And that's an, int- that's a very important, important point because i wish i had known that at the time what that you weren't gonna make any money off these shows no that the experience was the important part why what did you think the important part i knew that it was like fun to do but i i don't know it's it's like hindsight you go back and you kind of look back on it and you're like those were awesome times and then in the moment of it i'm like i was letting it get me down i like I have this thing where I, I just, like, I can ruin anything. Like, no matter how good it is, in my head, I'll just start ruining it. And that's kind of what happened. Uh, you look at the negatives? Yeah. You go looking oh, for yeah. reasons to hate your... Oh, yeah. Just darkness. Yeah. For sure. I think that's natural. It is. That's not... I, but yeah. you, there's a certain degree to it. Like, some people are able to control it and not let them consume them. And I, I messed up and I let it consume me because... We had this string of shows, all bad, no one went, didn't make any money. So the situation happened, the night happened, we were in San Antonio, and we spent the whole day, there's nothing going on. I'm just literally walking around San Antonio. I was sitting in a parking lot next to a dumpster for like two hours, just sitting there, just right. like waiting. That toredom, boredom, yeah, mixed yeah with exactly. Yes. You're just sitting there, you're like, what am I doing? And then It's probably hot. Is it's it summertime? very hot. Yeah. It was summer, it was yeah, San Antonio. Uh-huh. Uh, I remember I went to the... Uh, <laughs> Little, this is gonna sound so ignorant. Like the little house, I don't know. I'm drawing a name on it. Drawing a blank. The little house in San Antonio. The little house. The Alamo. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> That's not that embarrassing. It's pretty embarrassing. I almost didn't. It's have the it. Alamo. Yeah. It's a major piece of American history. Anyway, so we went to that day. It was all cool. We go at night. We're playing this show at this club. I don't remember what it was, but I remember that they were having a wedding in the same venue. It was like upstairs. Whatever. What is this? A club? What do you mean a club? It was like a bar with. That's a weird thing. A punk show and a wedding. Yeah. What's this place? It, it look was like, like a venue. I don't really even remember what it was called, but I remember that like upstairs there was a wedding and we okay. were downstairs, there's a bar, there's an open area, and there's a stage. There was a legit stage. Okay. So like bands were supposed to play there. And 
you know, you're getting closer, you're getting closer, and you realize, like, oh, there's four people here. Yeah. There are four sad people here Dude, who are not even here to listen to music. Any performer can relate to that experience of the time getting closer and closer and closer and realizing that there is no yep. audience for you to perform to. It's not going to change. It's going to be bad. Yeah. And you just have to accept it. You're like, you know, I... I don't know. You, you're just sitting there waiting and it's just keeps getting worse. And you're like, well, f- whatever, like, fuck it. I'm just gonna make this happen. Yeah. And like, I always remember like, I don't know. I'm kind of like a quote guy. Like when I hear quotes, I just like, yeah, what keep do you got, it forever. Man? And I remember like Henry Rollins, yeah. black flag. Uh-huh. I heard him do an interview once where he was talking to someone about, he was saying how pissed he was at a show one time. Cause the band in front of them, was like just not taking it seriously. They're just being a joke because yeah. no one was there, and they're just like, you know, fuck this. This is stupid. I hate these people. He's like, because there's no one there. Yeah, and they're and not Hen- enthusiastic at all. Not right. at all. Okay. And Henry Rollins is like, fuck that. Like, play a show no matter what. Like the room's full. Exactly. Don't do something half-assed because it's bad. Just do it. Make- it's the motivation behind why you're doing it. If you're doing it for the for wanting to be worshipped as a rock star yep then you're gonna be pissed when you sh- yeah that's what it is man you're not gonna get there right you're never gonna be like that no just enjoy it and again this is hindsight but at yeah. the time i was getting bummed out i'm like well great this what is this five days in a row this is the fifth show there's no one here there's a bunch of weird like <laughs> san antonio little like 16 year old kids who are like okay. way into like like when you first get into punk and you're like yeah dude casualties sex pistols yeah. <laughs> you know uh the unseen whatever like street punk kind of kids i'm like okay this sucks anyway so i get up there play the show it to was four just, people yeah arms crossed people kind of are they into it no no so you're really you're on stage and you're miserable you're like this yeah, is not but that's I not just, even the most miserable part i know the miserable part is what happened after this okay is that we get done and i'm like whatever another bad show this isn't new like lugging uh, all your heavy equipment yep, into that's, a trailer that's another thing that's yeah. an unspoken part oh, it's people like you're speak doing, about that a you're lot. doing a lot of physical labor oh my gosh for yeah. nothing like i'm yeah. carrying and i had like you know i at the time i remember i had like you know, a Marshall cabinet and head and, yeah. you know, all these pedals. And we had a, like an eight ten bass cab and like to just carry it all down. I'm like, this is the worst. Yeah. And you do that for so long. And I'm like, whatever. The show wasn't good. Who cares? Let's just like wrap it up. And I, I don't have any money. Like I, I had like, I didn't realize this till later, but I had no money in my bank account and we okay. didn't make any money. Right. So like, that's it. It's yeah. not like, well, let's just go get a hotel. No, that's right. not an option. You can't retreat to something nope. nice. There yeah. is, you're way far away from home. Yeah. You have no guaranteed place of sleeping. Yeah. This is it. So I'm like, whatever, this is dumb. And then I was like, I don't remember what I was doing. I was standing somewhere else. I come back and I come to find out that uh, the drummer in my band, my friend John, and I guess... Um, this guy Zach and the other band Billy Reagan. I guess they agreed to go play this like house show after this miserable show. That after you this just miserable did. show, they're are like, they still passionate though? Are they still? They're still hooked up. They're hype. They're hype. You don't care. You are over it. Is there anyone else in the band that is? Yeah, completely over it for sure. We were a three piece. My okay. Bass player. He was. Nah, he's like this is. You were a three piece. So there's yep. one dude that was yeah. still hype. Yeah, and he got you a show where. I, at the time, I was told it was in a house. That okay. house, house was actually a garage. And it wasn't like 
oh, I live in a house with a garage. It was just a garage in this random, like, all Mexican neighborhood of San Antonio. And, like, these Uh people were, like, they didn't even speak English. Like, they had no idea what they were signing up. I don't even... I honestly, to this day, it still boggles my mind how this conversation even unfolded. Like, how like a Mexican man asked for a bunch of white punks to come to play. come play his garage. Yeah, I don't know. I'll never know. Why didn't you just say no? I don't want to do that. I did. I didn't want to do it. I was like, dude, I really. Don't. He's like, dude, come on. They already said they're already preparing people. Like they're having a party and like we're oh, gonna come by. You and into I, it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You get guilted. I'm right. like, whatever. I'm not gonna be the stick in the mud. So I'm like pissed. I'm super upset. I'm like, this is stupid. I'm wasting my time. We get to this garage and I remember pulling up and I was like, this is being me from Cincinnati, Ohio at 20 years old college kid. I'm like, I feel like I'm in San Andreas, the video game right now. Do you feel threatened? Are you scared? No, I don't, I don't feel threatened easily. It takes a lot, but I just remember rolling through this neighborhood. And the funniest thing I saw is that like, it's this, super rundown Mexican neighborhood and there's just this dumpster and someone just spray painted no effects on it. And I'm like, I feel like, like that's no a good message. sign though. That's a good <laughs> sign. It's a, that sounds like they might be down for some punk. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I don't, maybe I'm like too cool, but like when I think of no effects, I'm like, Oh, they're not punk. They're just like this old, you know what I mean? Like they're not, so you we're like a, a DIY time. punk band. No, I see it as like, that's hilarious. Why would someone spray paint? No effects. Like Big no fans, message, man. I know, but like, there's no message there. There's no like, like yeah. freedom or like, you know, we're done with this. We're right. moving. No, just, just no like, effects. We're big. No effects fans. No effects. We thought you should know. Yeah, pretty much. So I pull up, and we, we roll up to this garage. And again, it's not a house. It's not connected to a house. It's just this garage. All right. Are the people there? People are there. Okay. And so I'm like, this is stupid. I'm doing it all again. I'm loading out the van. I'm getting all the caps. Yeah. I'm getting all the amps. I'm loading it in. I'm like, this is stupid. I hate this. And I get in and it's just all like, they're not punks. They're just like, just like Mexican people. working folk. Yeah. Just hanging out, being cool. What, how really? do you, are you, and why are you not excited right now to play to these guys? Are you thinking they're not going to enjoy it? Yeah. And that's a little bit wrong on me. Why? Um, that's okay. You can assume no, they because won't enjoy it. They I, don't look like the type. Yeah, yeah. It really is. And that's not right, but that's how it, I pulled up. I'm like, what, what is, what's happening? Yeah. Why? They don't want to see me. They don't care. You, like, oh, so you're just like, I'm going to disappoint these people. Well, a little bit of that and a little yeah. bit of like, I'm so tired and bummed out that these shows are all going bad. I don't want to do this again. Like, yeah. I don't want to go through this again. It's kind of like, you know, the parallel to stand up. It's like when you do so many bad sets in a row oh, with nobody, yeah. you're like, why am I? You just get discouraged. Yeah. Like, what am I doing this for? Yeah. I'm wasting my time. Right. Like, I could be doing anything. In your head, you like kind of like make it way fancier and you think it's like well i could be out like writing a book or yeah like working on my short anything, film no anything you're else. never gonna do right. that but in your head you're like well i'm wasting my time doing you're this. thinking about all the other decisions that would have been better than the one you're currently doing yep yeah even though you would never do that you would never do no, it and you, they'd also be pretty painful as well yep yeah. they'd all be painful yeah so everything's loaded in the gears in it's just me and this other band and it's this party of like Mexican people, they don't speak English. And I remember right before we go out to play, I remember this guy came up. He's like, so what do you guys do? I'm like, oh, God, wait, just wait. And he, I'm like, what? I'm like, we're, we're banned. He's like, what's your name? I'm like, Dead North. He's like, so you guys play like no effects? 
Oh and I my was like, gosh. are you the dumpster guy? <laughs> did you did you do this dumpster? And I was like, yeah, dude, we're like no effects, not the truth at all. Right, I, I, no effects is dumb. So we play the show, and it's like I'm so pissed off. Like we, there are no gaps in the songs. It's just like we ripped wreck through. We it. ripped yeah. it. It was yeah. actually probably pretty good. Like we ripped like. It was angry. It was like fast and like ripping through it. And like, even though it wasn't like a super aggressive music, like we played like some dark songs and just like ripped through you it. You channeled it was, your misery yeah. into probably oh, yeah. a pretty decent Probably the best show that like no one is going to remember. How many people were standing around listening to Dead North? I'm going to say 10 or 12. And what were they just kind of like? They were doing nothing. Play. They were just staring. They were just like, like. Just silence. Just really? like, oh, what is happening? What did I sign up for? So they were like, even more. They were even more. What is? What are these guys doing here? Than you were. What are we guys doing yep. here? Yep. All right. It was a mutual understanding that this this wasn't supposed to be. Everyone, happening. yeah, everyone didn't want this to happen. So I'm like, okay, we get done playing. It's whatever, and it's like two a.m. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I just need to go to sleep. I would just, I just want to be asleep. I want to like wake up tomorrow, get in the van, keep moving. And I get out, and we go out in the parking lot where the van is after the show. And like, I remember like looking through to see like, all right, what's our money situation? Like, what do we have? We had to be up in like, I think maybe Houston the next okay. day, and that's a haul. Okay. And I looked at it and we didn't have any money. And I like pulled up on my phone and I looked at my bank account and it was like negative $20. Yeah. And I was like, I made a huge mistake. I was right. like, that was it. That was the point. And I'm like, this is, I'm like miserable. I'm like, what did I do? Like, why am I doing this? Like, I remember and there was other stuff going on. Like I had a bunch of friends at home. They were all doing friend stuff. Like, oh, we're going to go out and yeah. swim. We're going to go fireworks. And I'm sitting here, I'm like sitting in this garage. By the way, I don't think these people own this garage. This is a vacant garage. Right. It's not theirs. They just, you can, there's like, this we is were an trespassing. garage. We were trespassing yeah. on someone's property. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, I have no money. We've, I don't even have money to get to the next spot. Like, I don't know what we're going to do. And I've just sat there and I was like, I, that's when like the misery set in. Yeah. That's when I sat there and I remember in my head, it was clear as day. Like the way I said it to myself, I was like, I made a huge mistake. I'm yeah. so far from home. I don't have anything. And yeah. I'm, the reason I'm here is to play music and I'm playing music that people don't care about. And I was yeah. like, this is it. I'm, I'm nothing. I'm like, I wasted it. What do you mean you wasted what? I wasted my time. I wasted like, I, cause again, you get in your head, you're like, well, if I was at home, I would be out and I'd be, I'd be meeting right. girls and like going out. Like, Sleeping in the air conditioned <laughs> rooms. Yeah. 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 No, I know. So in my head, I just, it was so clear as day. That was like the clear, one of the clearest moments of my life where I was like, I made a huge mistake. Well, what was your expectation? What did you imagine yourself when you're managing the tour? I imagined going to play shows and having like, you know, decent shows I don't, I don't expect to play to like 150 right. people yeah. but i expected like cool kids who were like into punk like learning and like being cool into it being into the band maybe buying some merch and like having just all right shows just all right that yeah. was my expectation just like was a nice just tour, okay make a little money just okay not yeah. even make i was like just make enough money that i could get to the yeah, next sorry place. i mean like make enough money where you're not 20 dollars in the hole to your yeah. bank yeah and it wasn't that way. So, okay, I'm like sitting in the parking lot. I'm at the lowest point, I swear to God, in my whole life. Like, I was so depressed about it. And I walk back in and I'm like, I just want to go to bed. And they are raging. 
this is a it's crazy like they're all running around playing like dominoes and like drinking they, they're so wasted there's like tequila everywhere and like they're blaring like unfathomably loud okay like mariachi music right. and i was like this is what's happening Wait, like why, I, are, why are you still there because i didn't have anywhere to go you're there with your bandmates yeah like and the two band like when i don't know about you have nowhere to sleep that night nowhere nowhere so you're just like let's just hang out here with these folk yep okay. i didn't have anywhere to go because keep in mind two things when you're in like a diy punk band a lot right. a lot of times you go to shows and someone will offer like hey you can come stay at our house I'm like, yes. Okay. And yeah. that, it sounds weird because you're like, why would you stay in someone, some random person's house? But like, you know, when you're like with DIY punks yeah. and like, no, you, it's I was in a scene. hardcore band. We did yeah. that. Yeah. You're like, okay, I don't really know this guy. It's always you, a connection with someone. Yeah. And it's exactly. Yeah, you're like, you can come stay there. Here. Yeah, for sure. No one did that. And yeah, so we're not nothing. 21. What type so of van situation do you have? We had a 40 Connell line. It was like this purple and white thing. It, the nickname was Tuna. Had I you slept in that yet? Yeah, but there's not enough room for everybody to sleep because all there was so much gear. Okay. There like three people. Like it might have been able to happen, but it would have been real bad. Okay. So what's and the plan now? So the plan is I there's a couch and then there's a, this old dirty in the dirty garage couch gross couch Dude. like it was an outdoor couch somewhere and then there's just a concrete floor with beer cans and shit like that and oh, again gosh. and it's i i swear to god it had to be like 3 a.m just mariachi music is so loud yeah and everybody's getting trashed and screaming at each other and i go outside and like i remember walking out the back and i see like this group of people in a circle yeah and i was like i smelled something and I was in my head, like I knew, I knew what weed smelled like. I know what cigarettes smell like. And I remember smelling it, and it was like chemically. And I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. And I was like, "I think these dudes are like smoking crack or meth." Like yeah. I don't know. I don't. I've never smoked. Right. I don't do that shit. So yeah. I'm, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, "Okay, this is real." Like, right. There's a. This is a situation. Like these people were intruding on someone's garage. Right. There are people like smoking i think it was meth it had to be meth yeah so i'm like there are people smoking meth we're intruding in someone's garage what are your bandmates thinking right now where are they my i think the bass player alex was kind of chilling with me because we're similar we're like this is crazy you're both okay john who the guy who kind of signed us up for the show it it was like a group ever with him and i think a couple guys from the other band they're there just partying they're just like drinking beers you're with two yeah everybody's there all right okay and they're just they're chilling. They're enjoying it. Yeah. But meanwhile, they're, okay. All right. But so I'm not. You know, there's different right. personalities. Yeah, you totally. know? But I remember walking out and like. You don't like meth. I don't want to experience yeah. meth. Yeah. I'm not there yet. Like, yeah. And I remember sitting there and that, that was the point I was like, okay, I'm kind of, I'm a little bit scared. I'm yeah. like, I don't know what to do. Not because like, I'm like, all right, I'm not trying to smoke meth or, you know, I wasn't even really worried about the cops coming. Yeah. Because I was like, I feel like I would have just been like, okay, I'm leaving. I didn't do anything. Like, I right, mean, I, I did. Yeah. No, I yeah, trespassed and played music well above like the loudness. You're not the one getting in trouble if a cop I'm not comes. the one yeah. smoking meth outside right. of you're the stolen the garage. Least, yeah. Okay. You're not the, uh, yeah. But okay. I, uh, this is, so this moment is where you're super uncomfortable yeah. you're like how did i find myself here how did i get here yeah what did i what did i do to get in this spot and it's also the it's so far from what you imagined mm-hmm. when you were imagining going on this tour yeah and 
Yeah, so you're just so, and are you thinking, I just have to get back home? That's really it. That yeah. was it. I was like, I got to get back. Right. I got to get back. And so here's the, I was like, all right. I wasn't scared of like cops, right? I was scared like, okay, if there's dudes like smoking meth, like I need to stay out of their way. They're meth people. That's I, like a exactly. Certain, yeah, they're, they're, and I'm uh, like, I am not going to get involved with this. I right. am staying out. Like, so I went inside. I said, all right, fuck it. I like put my headphones in. I got on the couch and I was just listening to music and I just tried to go to sleep. And yeah. it took probably an hour, maybe like 4 a.m. But finally, like people are still raging. Yeah. Finally, I fell asleep and I woke up. And like the garage was empty and it was just like me and the other couple bands and like no one else was there. And I'm the like, Mexican guys at all bail. They're all gone. And I'm like, we need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like we got to get out. And I, I don't remember if we had to load up the gear, if we already did, which is another thing. Cause you know, it wasn't a great neighborhood. You have a lot of musical gear. That's right. Like, you know, how many bands have you heard of that? They had all their stuff stolen. Yeah. So we wake up and I'm like, let's get out of here. Let's, just get out. Right. And like, I'm waking everybody up and we're getting our stuff on. And finally we get in the van and I'm like, cool, we're done. We're driving. We're getting out of here. Like, nope. Like we had a decent amount of gas. Yeah. Um, and we're going to figure something out. And I remember that like we met this kid at the show the night before the bad show. His name was Moses. And he yeah. was like 16 year old. And I don't know how, but he texted, uh, I think it may have been John or drummer or someone from the other band. He was like, you guys want to go swim at my condo pool? And I'm yeah. like, Sure. And, like, we just go, like, hop the fence of this condo complex, swim in their pool for, like, an hour, and then get on and move on. Wait, and why did you... Wait, when you say, we got to get out of here, are you thinking, we got to go home, back to Ohio? Or are you thinking, no, we got to move on to the next, to a little Houston? Bit, a little bit of both. Because so you're, you're, like, you're planning on going to Houston? Yeah, no, the, we were finishing it. You were going to but finish in my, it? But okay. in my head, that's when it started to click. I'm like, I need to get home. I need to I need to wrap this just up. Just grit your teeth, get through yeah, it. Let's just yeah. go. Let's yep. finish the shows. And it sucked because I like doing that. And that's the thing about hindsight. And then you know, the long story short is that like I think that was the moment that I was like, all right, I, I kinda wanna go back to like having like a normal college kid life. And I don't I'm tired of like going out and spending weeks away from all the people I like and not having any money and being in these like insane situations. And then, you know, one thing led to another and eventually you know, we kind of stopped touring and then I took a real job and then like, it's done. Yeah. I, okay. I can relate to your experience. Both, I've already, I've talked about my experience being in a band and being miserable yeah. on a different podcast, but I had another experience where I lived in LA for six months in a house with five other people. And then one month by myself in a pool house in Pasadena. Why did you move to LA? I moved to LA to check it out. I just got done with college. I think I kind of wanted to do acting or at least wanted to go. Kind of, uh, you know, just for the experience. Let's say that. I kind of thought it as that way. Yeah. So um, I'm living in this, I live in an apartment with, it ended up being like four other people. Or no, oh my gosh. It ended up being five other people. So it's a ton of people. That was misery. That was self-inflicted misery. Yep. Because I didn't want to like throw down the extra money to move out. Okay. Ended up getting in a huge fight with a roommate. I'm miserable the whole time. I'm sleeping in the living room. Okay. Under a table. I'm not even kidding. And Why it, are you not sleeping on the couch? Because um, I have a, I prefer the mattress under the table. I don't like sleeping on how, a couch. That's the better option for me. How tall was this table? It and how tall. big was this table that an entire human mattress could fit under? Oh, twin size. 
twin size mattress. It's a little mattress. Twin size. Imagine, Why put it under the table though? Because uh, I could drape a sheet over the table <laughs> and make uh, like canopy for myself. So that's it would insane. be darker. Like, it was insane. Why put it under the that's table? That's what I'm saying. It's, <laughs> it's self-inflicted. Because a lot of times people would be up in the living room with the lights on. Oh. So I have to like so create yeah, a... That sucks. It did suck. That's the worst is when you're like, that's real, you can't escape it. Is when like the place that you... Your home, like on a, in like a metaphorical way, the place yeah. that you go to escape things yes. is a source of more fucking problems. You're absolutely right. And here was here was a moment I kind of came into realization later after the fact is for a very brief amount of time, I ended up working at a YMCA for two weeks but it was the it was looking back i realized i hated being home at where i lived mm-hmm. and i also hated being at my job oh, so i was shit. miserable all the time i know it and it was and once i the here's so i hated that job i only did it for 2 weeks while i was there yeah um and i hated being at home i hated my roommates and i just i didn't want to be there it was always dirty it was always gross so both places i go to i could not escape hell yep. you know so the way I get out of that is I get a job at a country club in Pasadena, okay? So now I'm going I'm getting paid a lot more. I'm working with a lot nicer people, a lot of like nice clientele. I have friends there too. I was working alone at this YMCA by myself and it was it was miserable. People treated me like shit i was only there two weeks hated it what did you do there were you like a lifeguard i was a lifeguard it was only me you look like a lifeguard i know i was a lifeguard for a very long time but i get moved over to i go and i'm at the country club in pasadena and i'm like this is great i get free food they treat you like a king nice you can hang out there you can watch tv and i'm like this is awesome i love being here i loved going to work okay and I'm growing to hate my roommates even more and more. I have a big blow up with them, and some friends of mine from the country club say, hey, do you want to move into this pool house with some friends of ours? Move out of that terrible five people in a two-bedroom situation into my own pool house. And the euphoria I had living by myself quietly in this beautiful pool house in Pasadena, sure, I was paying like $500 more a month when I moved there, but it was that click in my head of like, oh, this was self-inflicted. Yep. It was me being a cheap son of a bitch and not wanting to pay 600 bucks for, you know, or seven, whatever it was, 700 bucks a month to live somewhere. And I hated my life. So yeah. then it was like, that's what clicked to me. is like, oh, this is self-inflicted. It is a priority to make sure you enjoy your home. It is because like that's the thing that there's a lot to be said about being comfortable. Absolutely, you know what I mean. Absolutely. And like this is kind of like a thing that like I don't know it that that idea is like a huge reason why I was like I don't want to I don't want to tour anymore. Yeah, man. Like I was like I'm I'm way I'm living to my parents. I'm like. I don't ever have any money. I was working at Radio Shack. I was working in like this warehouse in the middle. Like I would move basically like old restaurant equipment yes. around this warehouse for a good auction. It was 115 degrees inside. There's rats everywhere. Misery. I was doing, I would work that from like 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. I would drive home. I would literally drink two, and this is embarrassing, like Bud Light, Strawberritas, Tall uh-huh. Boys. I would down two of those in the shower. Yeah. 
and drive to Radio Shack and I would work there till nine. And that was like the only way that I could have enough money to like exist. And I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. I'm not, I don't want to do it. So I was like, you know what? I got, I was getting ready to graduate college. I got offered like a job at uh, the news station that I currently work at. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to get it. I'm going to do like a real job. I'm going to, I'm going to like be a normal dude. Normal guy making money that yep. can like relax when he's not at work. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, that was a source of way more problems because I wasn't making a whole lot yet. You know, long story short, I got this apartment in Northside. I lived there for two months before someone came, broke in, stole all my shit. Yeah. Stole my TV, my Xbox, all my money, all the whiskey, everything I had. They didn't steal any of my guitars or my amps, which was weird because these were like super valuable. Yeah. They stole everything and they broke all the locks to my apartment, which was on the ground floor. Uh huh. So I, I couldn't live there. Okay. And that was it. Then I was in there. I was, I was like, well, I'm here again. I made a conscious choice to like avoid this, and I, I got back here. I was, oh, so you think it gets inevitable. You can always be. I'm always going to get back to this point. And that's the point I'm thinking in my head. It's like I'm somehow I keep doing this to myself. I was being a cheap bastard, and I bought this apartment in Northside oh. for $300. And it, was a, it was not a good street. It was not good. The people loved, loved me. They were like kids hanging around all the time the kid who lived there had like an ankle bracelet because he had all this oh you were selling pills and stuff and i was like well they're not gonna mess with me i'm just gonna get like you know i'm gonna mind my own business yeah no i was cheap and i got i was so dead set on moving out of my parents i got this apartment it was three hundred dollars so again self-inflicted self-inflicted yeah and i found myself i come back in the middle, like I got off work at Radio Shack, I get back to my apartment at like 10 30 at night and I see that my air conditioning unit is gone. Yeah. And I didn't even look inside yet and I was like, everything's gone. I was like, I know it. Yeah. I know They're it. Not they just they take kicked an air my AC yeah. in. Yeah. I get in there and I was so upset. I literally went into the street and like it was stupid. I felt like an idiot. I felt like I was in a movie. I was being so dramatic, but I was like, I literally just sat down in the middle of the street and I was like screaming. Yeah. I was like, I was like, fuck. Yeah. And I was like crying. I'm like, this is stupid. Like I got, I, I got myself back here again. Like why do it's me. I'm the one who keeps like, I didn't rob myself, but I keep putting myself in situations where I'm becoming miserable. And then the cops come, and I'm like, they're going to get fingerprints. They're going to find this guy, some oh, CSI shit. No, some city cop shows up. He's like, yeah, you got robbed. I'm like, yeah, I fucking know. Right. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm probably not going to find anything. I'm probably just going to sell it on the street. I'm like, what do you... He's like, yeah, I would just get out of here. Yeah. So I pack up all my stuff in the middle of the night. I loaded my truck. Literally everything in my whole life is in this pickup truck that yeah. I was driving. And I'm just like... Did you go back home? to square one? Yeah, I drove back to my mom's house. Yeah, lived there for a couple months. I think like three weeks later, I got offered um, a producer job, which is the one I have now, which is yeah. like a real job. And I was like, fine, I'll do it. And then, and then, yeah. I, that's this is kind of like a roundabout way, but like this inevitably led to like the second point of misery, which like got me into doing stand up. I do okay. Yeah, before you get there, I do want to. Uh, relate to you in that way i had that moment where i'm sitting on the pavement crying and screaming to god yep um mine was in a car in pasadena calling my mom and weeping because 
it was just, I was distraught because I'd had this huge fight with my roommates and they kind of all ganged up on me. I've talked wow. about it before on the podcast. I was being a piece of shit, but not as big of a piece of shit as they were. Not as much as them. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Um, it's funny how it's always like that. Yeah, it's a whatever. <laughs> it, it doesn't, it, regardless, it doesn't matter who was in the right, who was in the wrong. But yeah. it was that moment where um, I was done with my self-inflicted wounds. It was like, okay. And what I did kind of similar to what you did as I went to, I ended up going like getting more schooling for a little bit. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I can't, whatever this is, whatever I'm doing right now. Um, cause I wasn't sustainable to live in Pasadena for forever. Cause I didn't, I didn't, couldn't afford it. Yeah. Um, but it was like, I got to figure it out. I want to like my life. I want to enjoy mm-hmm. my life. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to figure it out. And then, be able to afford my own apartment, relax, and not have to deal with all of that that I was just dealing with, because I cannot live like this anymore. So yeah. I went to school, and now I'm kind of like at peace now. Yeah, yeah. and that's a big feeling is when yeah. you finally get it in your head. You're like, I can't live like this anymore. That's I it. Can't do it. Right. I can't fucking do it. And, and what like, do I I've have been to there, do? I've yeah. been there so many times, and like. You know, again, like what I was saying is that like, you know, I got to that point again and I'm like, you know, I, I took a producer job, which is like, a, it's a, it's a good job. And, so at uh, this point you're getting, you got the producer job. Yep. Now you're like, okay, I'm going, I have a real man job. I'm going to yep. move out. Yep. I'm going to be comfortable with my life. I'm going to enjoy my life Yep. and just be a grown up in the world. So I thought drinking beers on weekends. So I thought, okay. So I signed up for this job. And I'm like, cool, you know, I'm going to get a good job and make some money, like yeah. have a normal life. I got, mm-hmm. I got a house. I still live there mm-hmm. um, over up further on the east side. And um, I signed up for a schedule that I thought I could handle and I couldn't. And like, because basically I was the weekend morning news producer, mm-hmm. you know, and which is like, it's a show that like, who gives a shit? You know okay. what I mean? It's not like the movie. Nobody main, watches? Yeah. Okay. So I was like, whatever, I can do it. And like, my schedule was so messed up that like... I would work from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Friday. I would go back into work at 1 a.m. to do the news, to produce the show. And I'd work on one, Saturday. Yeah, I'd yeah. work 1 a.m. to about noon. And I would go home and sleep. And I'd work, come back 1 a.m. on Sunday, work to noon. And I had to come back to work on Monday at like 10 a.m. How many hours a week are you working? Like 40, 45. Okay, just very weird schedule. Yeah, okay. but you keep flipping like. Half the week I would work overnight and half the week I would work normal shifts. And I thought right. I could handle it. And I come to realize that I couldn't because you do that so much. And like, it got real, it got like real bad. Like I got to the point that like, I would be awake. Like when you do that so much, it messes with your sleep schedule that like there would be on average a couple of days a week, I would be awake for like 36 hours. Yeah, straight. it's impossible because there's you not can't. enough time You're, there. Because what is there, like six hours between shifts? Yeah, I would yeah. go home, sleep for four hours, and come back. Right. And I was like, it was messing with my head, and I was like, I couldn't like think straight. I'd be awake for day, days at a time. Yeah. And I the worst part is that like when I was driving to work, I would drive down Madison, like through Oakley Square, and it would be like 12.30 a.m., yeah. and I would just see hordes of people outside like drinking like dudes and chicks just hanging out like yeah. being the person that i thought that i was gonna living be, the life yeah that, that you I wanted thought i was gonna get you thought it would all be okay you thought oh i've made it i'm yeah. going to be 
I'm going to be the person that has a normal schedule, a mm -hmm. regular life, can afford beers, and I'm going <laughs> to hang out and meet girls at the bars on Madison yeah. Road yep. on the weekends. That's yep. going to be my life. And then, meanwhile, you have to drive to... Do you hate the job? I, I liked it first. I really grew to hate it. Yeah. In, in fact, I actually moved on from that job like two days ago mm -hmm. i'm doing something new but like oh, cool. the the bottom line is that like i was driving i was literally driving past this like life that i thought i wanted right i was driving past it and i'll be like well, i'm just that you thought you were gonna have i thought i was gonna have it i thought yeah. i was gonna go out and like have money yeah. and like be friends and like no yeah i i had like i had a decent job but i worked hours like it was so messed up like i was like here i am again like i'm i'm miserable and like the point that it hit was like a year into it again it was like a particularly bad show like it was a two-hour show and everything was going wrong i was getting yelled at by the director by the talent like the, you know the yeah the anchors like the people reading the news they're yelling at me and i'm just like i can't even do this right Right. I can't do this. And I'm staying up overnight and I was so distraught that I was like, I've been awake for 36 hours. I'm losing my goddamn mind. Right. Like I can't, every day sucks. And I was so like upset about it. I couldn't sleep for like two days, two and a half days. I think I counted it was like 52 hours. So even when you're not working, you're still not sleeping. No, I couldn't sleep at all. Yeah. And I remember being so upset that I was like, here I, I messed up. I this is a whole I new brand of misery. You're miserable, it but it's again. like, okay. You're just, you hate your life in a different I way now. And then I yeah. was like, that's the point where I was like, all right, it's me. I keep putting myself back in this situation where I'm in a scenario where I hate so much about just being who I am, doing the things that I do. And like, I can't escape it. I'm, but you're trying to escape. I'm trying, but you know I'm not I mean? succeeding. Right. But eventually, I guess you can't be... It almost doesn't feel self-inflicted to me because I think you're getting a new job. You're quitting doing music. You're trying. And now you're running into, or I guess what I would think if I were you, I would be thinking, maybe this is just life. That's part of it. And yeah. I'm like, maybe I'm just never going to be happy right with what like maybe there are people who are not capable of being happy i oh, firmly so you think believe self-inflicted as in yeah you think i cannot pause any sort of situation <laughs> yeah. i find myself in i'll find the bad i'll find it i'll make it bad yeah. and then part of me and then i got to the point i'm like i've been out of music for like two years and i was like you know what like i was i remember being so upset that i was in this like garage and i was abandoned and i i had no money and then now i'm like that was awesome that's awesome. That That's seems crazy. Appealing? That seems yeah, appealing to you because now. Because I was that or far. Then. No, okay. now. Sorry. Because I'm now, like still. I'm that far removed. I'm like that was awesome. That was like, the why dream. Why was I complaining? That's hilarious. Oh, That's man. an insane situation that people don't find themselves in. And I start going through my head like I had all these experiences that like people would be lucky to have that. And like, again, I said like you know I'm a quote dude. Yeah. You know, and I remember like hearing this episode of I think it was. It was Louie. Yeah. It was like the one season and there was a line in it where he was like, I think it was a doctor saying to him and he's like, misery is wasted on the miserable. Yeah. I'm like, they're right. Misery is a good thing. I'm like, I should be feeling it. Like I should be, that's cool. At least I felt something. You know what I mean? At least it was something. And it like, mo every time I felt super miserable, it yeah. motivated me to do something else. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying though. That's life. And it's, it is, it's that sort of it, the true, you're not the miserable one because you're motivated to do something else to fix your situation. 
Yeah, I mean that makes sense. It's so like, I mean, obviously, then you probably think maybe I am maybe yeah. misery is wasted on me. But yeah. you can. But I'm so I'm telling you now in case you don't you're not self aware of it. But you are making steps in your life to not be not hate it. not hate every moment of my existence. Yeah. yeah. So like that's the thing, and I was like, you know what? Like that, I should be thankful that like I'm feeling something like this. This is crazy. So like this is nuts. I'm telling I tell people about that garage story all the time and yeah. they're like that's nuts. I'm like that's cool. And then I was like I said I was at this point I was awake for 52 hours. I was sitting on my couch. There was nothing like nothing playing. I was just staring at the ceiling. And I was thinking about all these experiences I had yeah. playing music and how crazy it was and how lucky I was to like feel all that because now my life is boring i'm a boring person with well, why a stupid are you not, job. not i mean are you able to look back and say okay so i was miserable in a different way but i yeah. think in four or five years you're gonna look back on the misery you were just in and say well i mean that was interesting too that's an interesting thing to talk about that was also hell on earth but yeah again it's it, that's what I'm talking about, though, man. So you're gonna, yeah. in hindsight, you're going to see that and look back kind of fondly on when you were exactly. Uh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's the whole point. So like, I was sitting again. I'm sitting in my house, awake for 52 hours straight. Just like I was like totally broken. I'm uh-huh. like I have nothing. Like I, I'm I have a stupid, boring job. I don't care about what I do. I have this awful schedule. I can't like have a social life. And then that was the moment. Like, all right, I'm like. I'd always been like interested in stand up. Like I, I loved, I just like love comedy. Like yeah. I love watching. I love going to shows and stuff like that. And I was like, I'm gonna do it. Like this is the next step. I'm just gonna. I was like, I have nothing to lose. I was scared. I didn't want to go up and make an ass out of myself in front of people. So I'm like, this is it. I'm just gonna do stand up. Why are you so, doing stand up? How is that gonna help your life? Because it would give me an opportunity to go out and have experiences again. Oh, okay. Like expre- so you were, all right, God, it's you like think an your expression thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, I used to like play music and write songs and I would express myself and like go out and do, have experiences. Okay. So, so you think this will make me an interesting person? Yes. Because right now I'm a boring sack of shit that yeah. and I was sleep like, enough. In my head, I was like, I know that I'm somewhat interesting. Like I know that I can go, oh, that's so conceded but i was like you have to believe in yourself exactly and i was like i need to go out like i've always wanted to do stand-up why not just do it like my life sucks so miserable it's so miserable and i hate it so goddamn much why not do it so i drove to target at like midnight and i bought like uh probably like 20 of these like the like the whiteboard kind yeah, of things. Yeah, like easel. Yeah, yeah, kind of things. And I covered my room. And I remember, like, I would always, like, take notes in my phone about things that I thought were funny. Yeah. And I just started writing jokes. I, like, filled, like, the entire walls of my room with just jokes that I thought that would be funny. Right. And then, like, after, like, a month or two, I, like, I narrowed it down. And then the first time I did stand-up, I went to Chameleon for Rudick's mic, and I, I showed up. Andrew like, Rudick, been on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pimp it. Um... Yeah, so I went there and I told jokes, and it was probably the worst thing. I I have it recorded on my phone. I've never listened to it. I can't yeah. do it. I so can't then, do it. after you did that, though, was it? So I, all right, you uh, you ate a pile of your own shit, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Then were you, all right. So obviously that doesn't feel good. But did no. you still feel like, oh man, at least I'm back miserable in a way? That's kind of a funny yeah. story to tell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, I didn't do good, but like. I did it. Yeah. And that part's done. I was like so proud. I was like, fuck yeah. Like finally, I got, I crossed the barrier. I did it. Yeah. And I remember I would always, cause I knew 
several people who had done stand up. Like, I, you know, John Hayes, been on the podcast. Yes, he has. Billy DeVore, been on the podcast. Yeah. And, uh, you know, John Hayes was a punk, you know, obviously I would see him yeah. at punk shows and I, I saw him do stand up one day. I'm like, dude, he's, he's doing it. Like, why can't I do it? Yeah. And he kept encouraging me to do it and I never did. And then like, I was like, he's doing it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. So I did it. And ironically, he just showed up the night, the first night I ever did it. And he, yeah. you know, he's John Hayes is like, dude, I'm so stoked. And I'm right. like, yeah, dude, I'm going to do it. And I probably ate some shit. And I, uh, and Billy obviously did it. And I, I met Billy just cause like I would book, once this point that I got interested in comedy, I would book like comics on my show, uh-huh. like my news show that I would do just to like, Oh really? Do my own interest. You know, like yeah. we, I, we had like Chris Porter on there. Um, Jeff Tate, I think came on one oh, time nice. and that's how I met Billy through that. And then doing stand up, obviously, you know? So then, all right. So then now, how long ago was that when you first started doing it? February, March. Okay. So now you feel fulfilled. In one sense, yeah, but the other sense, I'm like, obviously, there's still stuff to do. Obviously, there's still like work to do. You quit your job, or you're doing a different job now. I have a different job now. How's that? I haven't started it yet. But do you think this it's literally be better? just happened like four days ago? It's gonna be better. Yeah, so that I've does, said that before. Right, we'll see. <laughs> but either way, dude, you did something to change your situation. Yeah, and in I think, both you're not there anymore. And then also you started you saw I want to do something interesting. I'm bored with my own life. Yeah. I'm not miserable enough in certain ways. I'm not feeling pain. I'm not feeling anything. Exactly. I'm numb. That's its own kind of misery. It is. It's not feeling anything. It's the worst kind. When you're truly truly miserable, you get motivated to make it better. Exactly. You're like what am I going to do? I'm either going to literally just what? end my life either physically or metaphorically or fix it and make it interesting again. Yeah. And that's why I think it's so important because it's like, I know I'm going to get to the point again where I'm going to be totally, utterly miserable and that's okay. It's all right. I'm going to come back to it. It's a good thing. It is a good thing. Complacency is the worst. Exactly. Yeah. That's the whole point. So bring it on. It's going to be terrible. Uh, Whatever. Make it work. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. You've got to learn. The fact that you may be miserable now, but in hindsight, you will look back on this misery fondly because it's shaping you. Exactly. Embrace it. Embrace being a miserable sack of shit who hates everything about you in your whole life and just be like, all right, well, I'm not going to do that. Dude, it does. Ah, man, I'm I'm thinking about a lot of stuff now, but it, it is interesting when I do think about the times when I'm most miserable it is a huge reflection on who I am now and my personality and the way I treat people. They're turning points. They are turning points. That's a good way to put it. Huge it's like you can only like, I'm trying to think like the way, you can only feel it's like so much pressure of misery yeah. before like something's got to give. You're yeah. either going to like really cave in at uh-huh. where you're at or you're going to turn and like make it better. Or like what, kill a person. Or murder someone. Or kill yourself. Go, or kill myself in front of people. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like, it is, it's go to the though. office and just like yeah. show it. You know, you can either do that. You can uh, do a mass shooting. Or you can say, hey, how about no mass shooting? And no I just mass shooting. do, I get rid of the thing in my life that is making me miserable. Exactly. Yeah. Or just start doing stand-up. Yeah. I wish every person who did a mass shooting no. would just go do stand-up. First. I don't. 
well, fine. You're forcing me to tell. You're forcing me to say more people should do stand up by saying I don't want people to die in mass shootings. No, so, not the the people who feel that urge. They should just go do stand up. All right. Yeah, sure. I don't think it's gonna help. Probably. They're gonna get halfway through their set not. and then murder us all. <laughs> You're going to be like, no, I'm going to kill everyone in this room. No, this is going to, uh, there's people coughing and no one, uh, just dead silence. Now they're even more angry. It would actually probably make the problem way worse. Yeah. Scratch that idea. Don't do that. Yeah. Um, Dude, that's a, I mean, I feel like it's a pretty good note to end on, man. We're sitting at an hour. Embrace the misery. Embrace the misery. Yeah. You're going to get back to it. There's no escaping it. Just embrace it. Yeah. Let yourself get to the breaking point and be like, all right, no more. Yep. And go a different way. You'll be better. You'll be a better person because of it. Absolutely. If you just stay miserable, it'll be terrible forever. So true. All right, man. Well, you got anything coming up? You want anything you want to plug? When is this air? Um, next Monday. I'm doing go bananas this upcoming Wednesday, but this will be after. So, you know, for everyone listening to the podcast, this will come up after I do go bananas. Just know that you will have been there. Yeah. So they know. I was there. Yeah. When you listen to this, I was there last week. And he was good. Yeah, hopefully. We'll see what happens. Yeah. (laughs) You'll do great. No, you may eat shit. And that's fine. I ate shit at a club on Thursday. So. There you go. It's life. Bring it on. You got to enjoy it. I love bombing at oh, certain times. I wouldn't go that far. There are certain times where I like a good, we're talking about comedy. Never mind, screw it. I'm done talking about comedy. Finish your, what else you got? That's it. I'm going to bomb, maybe. And he's going to love it. I don't like bombing until like 20 minutes after it happens. Yeah. I've been up there, and there's something somewhat entertaining about knowing. It's very entertaining. Everyone that you can hates be, you. That you can be that punishing. It is yeah. kind of a skill, a little bit, that you can be that punishing to that many people. Yeah, or like that misunderstood. I feel like it's just being not funny. Yeah. It sucks not being funny, right? We're the you worst. Know, I'm pretty good at not being funny. Yeah. So. Awesome. We'll come out and come out to open mics and watch us not be funny. There we go. All right. Well, thanks a lot, man. Yeah, you got dude, Twitter or anything? Uh, no. No. I have an Instagram. It's Rob Thomas Thomas. You know, Check him out. come interact with me. Put me on a show. Put me go. on a show. Somebody, just do it. Do it. Just do it. All right. Well, we'll see you later. Bye. Peace.